We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. June the 11th. Blue check mark 2018. This is the real KNC. Ken Laird. Chris Curtis. On a Monday. New Monday. Because we owe you. It's been a few weeks. Hello. Hello. Two more guests today. We have another slate of great guests coming up today. Three guests Friday. This is five guests in a two-show span. This is Dino Land. Thanks to Barry Peterson. Thanks to Mike Lupica. We are Mike and Mike in Boston. Always love the banter, give and take. Last Friday, we had Schefter. Adam, what's going on? How are you? Current. Tom E. Current. Tom, what's up? And Florio. Mike, what's going on? You know, I'd forgotten all about that. All three were pretty good. Florio turtled. You know, let's uh, let's let bygones be bygones. Florio turtled. He came back, and then that was stunning. <laughs> Actually, two guests randomly agreed after a long stretch of either blowing me off or just saying no. Florio, we obviously know the story. So when you put bull- out there. He hated us. He didn't go with your, he ran with your accurate report, then was mad that he did it. And it's not even goddamn April Fool's Day. And then today, I'd been reaching out to Windhorse for about a couple weeks. He needed a shave, I think. He needs a haircut. He needs a shave. Great point. He got the shave. And, uh, you know, he doesn't like to make excuses. No. I'm a little bit mystified as to why people are, are thinking that there was some sort of excuse being made. Well, he said, think, well, hold on. He said he had a broken hand. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's, that's, that's not the, that, he does, hold on, hold on, hold on. So he, uh, just said, sounds good, 9.30. I was like, okay. Like Kirk said, it was a pretty good spot for him. It was contentious. He was a little irritated, but he, he didn't back down. His life is on the line. You, you're you going to have to go there wherever it is. Yeah, you're, you, are you moving no, wherever he goes? No, I haven't lived where he's played in six years. I agree, and I thought he was pretty direct in ripping Stephen A. without mentioning him. I mean, saying that only two or three people know what he's going to do. Look, there's only two or three people in the in who really, really know what LeBron is thinking, and those two or three people don't talk that much. Do you think Stephen A is one of those people or no? Do you think he's just throwing crap out there? No, he's certainly not one of those two or three people. You're not going to hear me report something unless I know it and I hear from those people. I'm not going to wildly speculate. That's just not who I'm going to be. I liked it. It was pretty good. Back to Florio, though. You and I were asked for our Pat's takes early this morning. Yes. He wants Patricia out. He's going to go to Detroit, end his career with the Lions. Who is... Belichick. I believe he actually leaked the Matt Patricia rumors over the weekend. What, 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 why did you do that? Why did you ask I, I expose these people? Well, it's something. true. And you don't know when it's coming. I mean, you and I have so much more we want to get to with the sports talk. Oh, my God. So shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Jesus, shut You want to lose me? It was just a drop. Huh? <sighs> don't Jerry's lose me. Screwed. I don't. Okay. Whose fault was it? It was Jerry's fault. Yeah, fine. Okay. Get back okay. to it. Okay. Okay. But I do think, just to, just to dip a toe in the back into the water, because we have a little more time to expand here. Yes, sir. Florio picked up my report, my quote-unquote report. Correct. Ken Laird, senior producer of the Kirk and Callahan show, reporting that... That was back in early April. Yes. Okay. You have a lot of sources, including more that were coming in today, which you were, I think, very clear on how you know it should be handled on air. There's nobody who speaks on his feet quicker than Christopher John <laughs> Curtis. I think we can use it as color and sort of... Fill in the holes. Color? What? I think you can read read sort of around with what it said. We just can't say who it came from. You can read around sort of with what it said? You guys are the journalists. I don't know exactly how to use it. <laughs> and Kirk doesn't exploit that. Every oh, time. my God. It's with Tommy Hilfiger in the, yeah. in the pits. Tommy Hilfiger? Yeah. Okay, let's let's piece together what we're hearing here a little bit. Curran has verified they shopped Gronk. Have shopped Rob Gronkowski around the league. He didn't specify when. Neither did, by the way... Adam Kirchin, who came on today. That's where Kirk and he kind of were going back and forth on when, you know, 
when was the Gronk trade going to happen? He right. didn't know. It's he didn't sound great on that. So you don't know when. I mean, it was you don't know when it was this this off season. It's this off season, correct? Well, I know that everything began in the off season, um, but the right that was not a good look for all the to have that type of detail in the, your report and not know the dates that you're referencing seemed to be a massive oversight. But he had a sense it was going to be a big return that was also kind of murky, so it didn't It didn't feel... Did you get the sense that it was going to be a lot, one of those deals that... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or was it going to be a Garoppolo kind of deal where people would be disappointed? Um, I got the sense that it was going to be big, like just from the, just from the fact that it was Gronkowski. That aside, there's obviously some smoke here, and I, we believe there's fire. Of course, I thought he was going to be traded. He is dealing him. He's dealing him. In the next couple weeks, Gronk is gone. Gone. I had good reporting on that. How would he know? But Florio picked up on it. Why? Because he had also heard that, right? He just didn't have it, he didn't have it down. But he's tight with Rosenhaus. Those guys are buds. Incredibly tight with Rosenhaus. Schefter's being used by the Patriots. The anger I'm sensing, putting this all together, is that Rosenhaus was pissed at Florio for running with this. Right. Florio then took that anger out at us. I tried to explain that to Chris Curtis. Absolutely. Because Florio thought he was going to get beat on a story that Rosenhaus was holding, and none of it was real at that moment. These were real tears there. Yeah. Now, what still remains unclear, and I think Jerry was eager to weigh in on this today. So if you if that's the only part you don't believe, you believe that Robert Kraft told Belichick he can't do it. Kraft nixed the deal. Right. That's hard to believe. Okay, so you don't believe it. So you don't believe that. So you don't believe it. No, I believe the the that well, Belichick wanted to trade. Okay, him. but no, but not believing Brady threatening Kraft turning it down is a huge part of the well, tweet. I could, I could see. I mean, that's more. But which do you believe? What okay, do you do? Uh, you got to pick me. a side. Ask that's how me. we do it. Ask me. Did Kraft nix the deal? Let's see multiple sources. Yes, I believe that. Okay, you just said he you, told Belichick wanted to trade him. Yes, I believe that. Offers on the table. Yes. Titans. Yes. Niners. Yes. Closed door meeting. Closed door meeting. Yes. Brady, Brady Turner retired? No. Kraft nixed it? That's a tough one. Okay, you know, why don't you take a second? What do you think? Yeah, we heard today from someone, you would agree you know this person, about as high, highly reputable a source as you can have on this topic. Almost as high as Stacey James. Almost as high. Has as much access into the information as Stacey. I'll just say it. It was Ryan Hannibal. Yes. Our guy, Ryan Hannibal. How do you say? Yeah, Hannibal. Hannibal nailed it again. I mean, all those, all those ass-kissy Belichick columns are finally paying off. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you very much. That's going to sting, Handleby. You know he listens to this podcast. Break something, bud. It's been a while since we've had Kirk Minahan on the podcast. Kirk, welcome back. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess it's. uh, I'm glad to be back. So this source, I believe to be impeccable. You can be duped by one source. (laughs) There's more to come. What is interesting about Adam Kirchin, who was, I guess he was formerly at the Herald, but not full-time, right? He was kind of a... A freelance writer who had spent some time at the Herald. Well, two things there. Number one, his report came out Friday. As Jerry pointed out today, Schefter hasn't touched it. Okay. And more surprising to me, like Ian Rappaport wouldn't have got the Kraft angle thrown to him like the denial. If it's not, if the Patriots are adamant it was not true, as their spokesperson, Stacey James, said, why wouldn't you have another national heavy hitter squash this? They did not do that. But also, Kirkjian, I don't know if, what kind of reaction there was to our interview or he went on Toucher and Rich a half hour earlier, we were alerted to it, but it wasn't like there was a huge buzz about it. But, of course, we found out about 8 o'clock that he'd already gone on Brand X. Right. So you're having to deal with Kirk off mic when he finds out that information. (laughs) That was a complete fuck-up on my part. I didn't – sometimes I'll reach out to people and I'll say, hey, you know, like there was uh, a case right after the Barstool Van show was canceled, and we wanted Portnoy on that next day. And there was talk of him going on the sports hub, whatever, and I went back and forth with Portnoy, and he – 
said, I won't promise anything, but I'll do my best, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It never dawned on me to say, don't go on Chuch and Rich. It just, and it was a fuck up by me because I'm sure he would have, at least we could have had him on earlier and that. That sucks when it just is one thing I could have done to... to Continues the theme. You know, Drellick goes on Toucher and Rich. Evan Drellick uh, writes about the Red Sox. Reamer goes on with Felger on the night show. No, I think he was definitely into it, Felger. Drellick's re- was it Drellick that read the ad for Toucher and Rich on... The- oh, yeah. Is it coming up tomorrow? Animate your mornings with Boston's number one rated morning show. Anyway, it's not like he was that big or buzzword. It wasn't that great of an interview that it was... And I'm sure we did better the job than... Kirk and Joe did a better job than they did, so... The Chris Curtis one? <laughs> anyway, so we've, you know, we've been busy with uh, the Pat stuff for the most part. But that doesn't take away from the embarrassment that Mutt was yet again this weekend oh. down at uh, Mohegan Sun. How about that picture? Yet another bleary-eyed photo. About two and a half years ago, I used to have to wake up and look through my text to see what I did and who I spoke to. He's He, he, he doesn't fake it. He gets a... He, I, I think that what... what, 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 what that was a daily occurrence for me. It's not something I'm proud of. I'm glad I'm not doing it anymore, but it's part of my life. I have a feeling that some of those were done by Muttman on Sunday morning. Like, oh, I sent that. I so want gone. to attack you sexually. To Instagram? I thought that was to my brother. Or Show me how you wiggle in those jeans. But it was a rough weekend for Mutt and a rough weekend for me personally for listening to Mutt. I want Vino Rosso as my top pick in the Belmont Stakes. And uh, telling my Right, you were not- passing advice from Mutt to... My sister was at the Belmont. Yeah. She lives in Manhattan. And I said, um, stay away from Gronk. Stay away from Gronk because all the money's going on him. It's not a good value. Da, 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 da. I just have no idea what to make other than Gronkowski the horse is going to be wildly under underlaid and uh, and overbet on Saturday. Uh, Gronkowski is the underlay of the race, and the race doesn't start for, what, another two and a half days? <laughs> he, I mean, is he going to get one of these right, ever? Vino Rosso. Not to mention, there have been 13 triple crowns in the history of horse racing. One of the historic years, Mutt's not on the winner. I'll likely be ripping up tickets. You had another working theory about Mutt that I do find interesting, and it regards his sensitivity online. I'm not sensitive. Very odd. He's sort of got a psychotic part to him. <laughs> He's like two Mutts. He should do what he does best, not try to do what Kirk Minahan thinks is best. In in person, there's nobody nicer. We love him. And then he gets behind his little Twitter machine, and he's blocking people left and right. Yeah, the number of blocks is He's like alarming. the Kembe Matumbo of Twitter. No, no, no. Have we really confronted him on air about that, the, uh, the sensitivity of the block he, city? He pivots like crazy whenever you bring that up. He goes right to Reamer or you or me. He does not, because Kirk will mention it. Yeah. Or sometimes callers will even say, like, Mutt, you blocked me. And he, I appreciate the phone call. He goes right to something else. You know, Curtis check, is dumb. Can you check how many people somebody has blocked? I guess you. I don't know. I don't mean, you're asking the wrong person. But I, what are you, Shaughnessy? As you know, I'm not very Twitter savvy. I learned how to quote tweet. But so this weekend, I'm at the Sox game, and I tweet out with the uh, the, the thing he, the picture he texted us. Yeah. You know, dead ticket Mutnansky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody replies with a great reply, dead Dead Eyes Curtis, and it's me looking like shit with whatever. I'm an alcoholic. I kid you not, I see it, and within a nanosecond, Mutt likes it. <laughs> Just under 5,000 <laughs> yards. It's like he's sitting there at this race book at Mohegan, like, pissed that I put that up and there. And what was the Instagram picture he took? Some random guy named Zach at the race book. He posted it <laughs> at, like, 3 in the morning. He's a bum loser. There's 16 empty fireball bottles next to him. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Well, we, I should say we've had six guests the last two shows, not just five, because we did have Stephen Providence, who yet again rose oh, to the top of the list. Spectacular. She well, is Mutt, very upset. Mud, it sounds like you're going to be up your are. donation to aftercare pretty soon. It's uh, known to everyone else in the world as child support. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're more aware of that. I mean, when... Did you really think that when she went to Spain and befriended a man named Diego that everything was going to turn out all right when she came home? 
I mean, he's affectionately known in his village as Grande Culebra. <laughs> I mean, in all, in all honesty, she comes home to you and it's like talking to Minnie Cooper in an airplane hangar. And you think that everything's going to work out okay? Just, just I thought we'd fight through this, Steve. Yeah, I thought I, I think we can make it. Some issues right now. It's a bumpy road. Most marriages have bumpy roads. Just remember when you pick up the kids on the weekends that sometimes they slip and they say that they have two fathers and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to have a hard time replacing Jess. There's not a lot of women left on the planet that will celebrate a DUI by going to get drinks at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Didn't happen. Allegedly. Allegedly, Steve. Allegedly. You enjoy your weekend. All right. You too, Steve. Thanks, buddy. Kirk's favorite caller in the history of talk radio. We're going to have three mutts, triple header mutt, triple crown mutt this week. Wednesday through Friday. Yikes. All the vertical wagers uh, in that race. He's- I was disappointed uh, Evan Drellick's going to be in uh, Baltimore all week. I was hopeful that he would be in tomorrow, but we'll you do were? it next week. Not a great you, Drellick performance You last have week. to hear this out. I didn't do a good job of selling it during one of the breaks today. Drellick defending Ortiz with Villani. The, the most suspicious part of the whole thing is that those specimens, those, those test specimens were destroyed. I know it wasn't topical today, you don't get to it whenever, but it just is so pathetic, the double standard of Drellick and the baseball reporters when it comes to this stuff. And you have, could you imagine if Tom Brady in 2003 tested positive for the same exact type of test, would you ever in a million years hear Drellick say, it wasn't supposed to be leaked, we don't know what he tested positive for? There was, there was a possibility of error. The commissioner of the sport came out and defended him. He's a little bit Albert in Rhode Island-esque in terms of his Brady hate. It's unbelievable. That or the way Tom Brady can do no wrong, and it's disgusting. Which these people contort themselves into pretzels to defend David Ortiz, when obviously, even without that test, he's a known steroid user. Look at his numbers. Do you think he did steroids? Oh, I think he did. I don't... I think he did... Now, I'll, I'm not, you're not going to get me Ooh, into this. That's a good answer. No, no. Drellick was in Wednesday. Yes. And uh, it was a tough show for him. I just, I, you know, I think they kind of... Kirk and Jerry gave him a little bit of a pass. The topics weren't quite in his wheelhouse. It was some LeBron stuff that day, and uh, I don't know. I, the I highlight just, was finding out that his Tewksbury uh, book signing was <laughs> July 5th. <laughs> we don't miss him. It's just it's just too much mutt. You're watching Sandy Leone stride to the plate here every night, and it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Mutt's up again. Wobble is more like it. <laughs> oh. Um, but no Mark James. That's not coming, right? Oh, uh, no Mark James. And I, I, I find myself just enthralled. Dude, let me tell you something. I'm no doctor, and I don't play one on TV or the radio. He is spectacularly insane. Well, Bradford and I were discussing this over the weekend. Bradford's a huge fan of Mark's work, as you can imagine. Oh, I, I've talked to him, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, and I think that after meeting Mark personally, myself, last week, I, start, I, I got the feeling that he's in on the joke about himself a little bit. Bradford says that definitely not. He is not in on the joke. So, um... Yeah, no. I feel like he's playing up the character of himself intentionally. Quicker than you could say Peter Pan bus line? I I, I lean more towards Bradford. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I, it's, that's impossible that any human is created that way. That he's just That's just the way he is wired. It's about the Jimmys and Joes and not the X's and O's. He, he brings up Kirk too much to me for it not to be completely in his head. Like, he'll bring up, Kirk didn't tweet about my show, must have been better, or something like that. Like, he's... Let me quote something from the great movie, The Bad News Bears. He'll check and see what other people are saying. Yeah, but I think he enjoys when Kirk rips him, no? I, no, he doesn't, he's not, I don't know, who's a total joyless loser? Ben's somebody, somebody like that? Like <laughs> Ben said so-and-so and so-and-so, like but he here. looks at Lou. Doesn't get it at all, doesn't play along. He plays along, but I think deep down, he wants to be 
liked. He does get bothered by the, the, the criticism, but I think he realizes he's smart enough to acknowledge that it's a means to an end, that the more we talk about him, the, the higher he, you know, his platform grows at the station. Well, Kirk was pretty down on him last week, like, you know, done with that even Bork the idea. Question. I, I thought oh, the, the second interview? I heard the Bork question, I thought Jerry would be off, too. I mean, that was... It was our interview question of the week. It ended, you know, <laughs> it surpassed good weekend. Joining us on the line right now is... Hockey Hall of Famer, former Boston Bruin Ray Bork. Ray, you know me, but Mark James is here as well. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great, thanks. By, by the way, can I just say something real, uh, yeah, Dale? Sure. Uh, Ray Bork, favorite uh, hockey player of all time. So it's great to to finally get to talk to you. I met you when I was a little kid at Fenway Park, and uh, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Good spot for that Bork interview, though, really. Great A+. Plus. What else do we want to get to? Oh, Jerry. Right. Now the week in Jerry. We had we had some after-show news about Jerry, and I thought it was way out of line for you and Zarbana to be scheming to pull the phone <laughs> duties away from Jerry. I almost wanted to tell Jerry the conversation we had after the show yesterday with the program director, but I won't. What was it about, Sock Puppet? Uh, Rather than get into it. Curtis. Jerry, who says, but. The phones? Maybe getting on to something. What, what is Billy on line five? Zarbano wants you to do the phones. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Let's talk to Lindsay in, uh, <laughs> what was this thing in the middle? Close X screen. Yes, I, I but was... he stuffed this out. Kirk threw it out there and was like, not going to talk about it, but Jerry knew. He's sensing that there's a, uh, there's a groundswell. Well, the beginning was great because Kirk introduces this as a topic that we discussed at a meeting when Jerry wasn't there. And Jerry has like... Almost a voice like I've had in the past with Kirk, where he's like, Ken? Curtis. Curtis? <laughs> like, asking us to tell him what was said. It was really funny. And, of course, we couldn't do it with Kirk there. But then, eventually, he guessed. and it didn't really get the legs I thought it might last week. It's died. Right. I think the next bad call, you know, the next time Jerry has a issue taking a call or screening one, I think we might bring it back up. But he is you locked into that chair. Might, might, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I've, I've actually spoke with Jerry's agent. Now, I, I wouldn't mind them switching chairs, I'll be honest. I think Kirk in the lead chair as the lead host would make it easier for me as the uh, guy punching the buttons with the the sound. I just think mechanically it would be easier if I could see, look into his eyes. Right. I have a hard time looking him in the eye and respecting him now. He does have to turn around. He's got to turn contort. But that's the power chair, so Jerry I don't think wants to give that up, and Kirk's... Not yet ready to just come in and take it. And Jerry got his contract renewed, so he's feeling more powerful than ever. Ooh. If I'm running the station, Dale, lifetime contract. Well, so That's breaking news. They said it on the show today. Today or yesterday? It was last week, yeah. Kirk yeah. mentioned it in passing. Uh, Jerry didn't confirm it, though. On the show today. Oh, today he did? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I wasn't listening. I had my IHOP burgers. I was... <laughs> <laughs> the new spokesman for IHOP. They're all excited. They have burgers from IHOP in there, so they're happy. <laughs> Look at bags full Ken. of burgers. I've never seen Ken so happy this life. Jeez. <laughs> what a big day for IHOP. Oh, for man. the Laird man, Ken Laird here to speak on behalf of my friends at IHOP. The name changed. The burgers delivered. Laurel's eating them. Yeah, we were handing them out left and right here. Just a tremendous marriage of it is Ken Laird and IHOP. Spectacular. IHOP. This would have been a John Dennis pants tent. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, he loved free food. He would do anything for free food. Mm-hmm. Throw a couple of steaks on for Kathy and me. Burger and fries at 930. That's right when he'd be wrapping up second breakfast. <laughs> and he would be just going bananas. A ham sandwich. For this. He would be going to the studio. He'd be like, oh, I got to get some for the crumb snatchers. And he'd be sitting in his Lexus in the garage having four of these. <sighs> All right. How do we end this puppy?
What was the dumbest thing Mutt said last week? Uh, last week, dumbest thing Mutt said. I mean, he's got several candidates every week. What's one of those four agreements? You sort of forgive, is it forgive and forget? Is that one of the four? Who yep. knows? I know his drop list almost grows as quickly as mine. Oh, the creatine, probably. He oh. said he said it, build muscle twice, mass twice for emphasis. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or the jockey autographs. Which what's your favorite? My kids have jockey autographs. I think the build muscle mass and it builds muscle mass is the best one for okay. creatine. All right. There we go. <laughs> It helps with mu- uh, muscle builds, build, and it helps in, in terms of uh, you know, building muscle. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.